lot has happened in the last 10 years, and uh, I'm, when I see that, when I uh, view those pictures, many of you who have been with us since day one, uh, some of you have been, you know, kind of joined in along the way, um, some of you, you know, have come here recently, and hey, some of you are on vacation from Ohio, we're glad to have you too, but... <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I think of the last 10 years, um, I'm overwhelmed with, with gratitude to God for what he has done in and through the life of Hilton Head Island Community Church. And I'm filled with gratitude for many of you who have been you know, with us along the way. And I, when I think about Jeff, Pastor Jeff, and Low Country Community Church and the investment they made, um, we're here today uh, because of his vision. And uh, it was our job to, to continue that vision. And uh, so I'm so grateful and, and very thankful for all of you who have come alongside. And I'm so thankful and grateful for our, our leadership team, our staff, and, and our elders, um, and our stewardship team, the people who um, really helped me and helped Cynthia make the decisions that we make. And uh, I'm just so incredibly grateful and so incredibly thankful for each and every one of you who serve in, in uh, large ways and in small ways. And in fact, there's really no small way to serve a church. So to each of you, I'm, I'm incredibly thankful and I'm grateful to each one of you who make this your church home and make this community something that is our mission field for the gospel message. And that's what we are to be about. And uh, I just want to take a minute. I didn't tell her that I was going to do this, but um, I want to thank my wife, Cynthia. <laughs> Who's down here? <laughs> yeah, you can give it up for her. <clears throat> She's an amazing, amazing lady, and uh, she is the uh, an amazing wife and the mom of my two amazing kids who are right here. And her mom's here today. And uh, yeah, give it up for Sandra. <laughs> The last 10 years have not been easy for us at all. Listen to my voice squeak. Wow, that's great. Uh, it's not been easy for us. We, uh, we each have lost a parent uh, in the last few years. Uh, ministry is not at all easy. But I am so thankful that I have had someone who's been by my side supporting me, encouraging me. I've had some very um, dark days over the past few years. And I'm so thankful that God gave me Cynthia. Uh, and we're in this together. And uh, she's not just my wife. She's not just the mother of my children. Um, but she is my partner in ministry. And I am her partner in ministry. And I'm very thankful. <laughs> and when we meet on Tuesday, I initiated Tell the Truth Tuesday as a staff. Um, the programming director, Cynthia, she's going to look at me and go, don't ever do that again. All right, so I'm fine with that. I'll ask forgiveness later. That's cool because I love you and I'm very thankful for you. I think about the fact that we began with um, just really about 60 people. We had 120 people our, uh, our first uh, Sunday. It was actually September the 9th, 2007. I want you to think about the last 10 years, from 2007 to 2017, all the things that we as a culture have endured. We've endured a lot. Think about that for a moment. Uh, we endured the Great Recession. <laughs> Some of you are like, I'm still enduring it, thank you very much. We um, have watched um, racism in America not get any better, but get much worse. A deepening division. We've had, we've, over the past 10 years, have had three different presidential administrations. 
we here in our community have survived two hurricanes where they said it would never happen, just like they said the recession would never happen here. Hurricane Matthew was devastating. Some of you lost your homes. And I don't know about you, but two weeks ago, that was terrifying, wasn't it, to think about what could have happened. It's terrifying to think about what did happen down in the islands and in Florida and in many different places, also in Houston. We've endured a, um, a ripping apart of our, our values as um, we've seen the biblical view of marriage be torn apart. We've seen our country go through a lot of different things here in our community, not also enduring um, hurricanes, but we also are enduring a, uh, a housing crisis and a financial uh, crisis in terms of our workforce. There's a lot of different things that we're facing. And in the midst of all of those things, personal crisis, many of you um, suffering from, from illnesses and sicknesses and cancer and families being torn apart and a, a bunch of different things that you're going through personally. And in the midst of all of that, God is so incredibly faithful that he's seen a group of 120 or so on that first Sunday, and it always dips down after your first Sunday, which it did. I think we averaged right at 100 people our first year. And we've seen God do amazing things, and today we're a church of over 500, and God's doing incredible, incredible things in our midst. Hundreds of people over the last 10 years have accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior because of Hilton Head Island Community Church. We've had probably over 100 following believers' baptism over that same time. You saw Frank Condor, the one who has his arms stretched out like that. He was our first, first guy. First one, he's right over here in the hat looking dapper. <laughs> With his arms up high like that. Following in believers' baptism. Frank, I'm thankful for you. Going through a battle with cancer, I'm very thankful for you, man. Thankful for you. What God's done in and through you. God's done amazing things in our midst. Our students are right here in the front row. I love you guys, man. I'm so thankful for you guys. When I was, uh, when I was your age, this is where I sat. <laughs> so this is what you have to look forward to. I'm sorry. <laughs> And I can't wait till God finds our youth pastor. Great days in our past. And as we were leading up to this message today, um, I got thinking about what if Hilton Head Island Community Church didn't exist? What if we had never said yes? I don't mean me and Cynthia. I mean we, all of us. What if we had not said yes to go to Belize what if we had not said yes to partner with all of our partners in the community? What if Hilton Head Island Community Church didn't exist? I don't know if you know this, but Beaufort County is 90% unchurched. Unchurched. In the South, that's an anomaly. It's shocking. It's surprising. It's staggering. And over the last 10 years, we've put a dent, maybe a small dent, in that number. But that's our mission field, church. That's our mission field. That's our purpose. And, and as, we, as we glance back in the rearview mirror today, and we're, we're having a good time doing that, I, I want to make sure that we as a church are not just glancing back and looking in the rearview mirror, but, but I want to make sure that we are, are, are looking forward. 
That we're not just looking at what God has done, but that we are expectant for what he will do in the future, over the course of the next 10 years, and the 10 after that, and the 10 after that. I'm sure I'll be long gone by then. But we need to be expectant for what God will do. And what God will do in and through the life of Hilton Head Island Community Church, I think, um, is going to be determined by how committed we are to remaining true to the mission and the vision and the purpose that God has given us as a church to accomplish. It's going to be determined, I think, by two factors. And Jesus, I love this, in Matthew chapter 5. 13 through 16, right there in the Sermon on the Mount, one of his most famous messages. It would have been a long message, a lot longer than I'm going to talk today, I promise you. Um, he, he talked about a lot of different things, and one of the things that he talked about is he talked about the fact that you and I, those of us who are Christ followers, those of us who are people of God, who have accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we are to be salt and light in a world that needs salt and light. Look what he says. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer, I want you to check this out. It is no longer good for, say that next word with me, anything. Except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. And he says, you are the light of the world, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they put it on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who's in heaven. Salt and light. I love what Jesus does there. He creates a metaphor, something that the, the readers and, and hearers would have known back then, but something that we understand just as easily today, right? I mean, salt and light are two things that we, we have a really keen and, and a clear understanding on. Salt does so many things. It, it savors and flavors and it preserves and it cleanses and it heals. And Jesus says that spiritually we're to be salt. We're to savor and flavor and we're to cleanse and we're to heal. That's our job for him. And then he says you're to be light. Light's pretty easy to understand. But I want you to remember that light only exists because darkness does. Light only exists because darkness is there. And, and we live in, in a society and we live in a culture and we live in a community that is dark spiritually. They're without hope, and they may not even realize it. And it's our job to be salt and to be light. And I love what Jesus does here because he really kind of states this in a way that gets us thinking about the negative. Like, what if we were made um, to, to be something that wasn't working for its purpose? What if we had become purposeless? And I want to draw two principles today that I think are, are really 
important for us to understand as we, as we look at what God is going to do in the next 10 years of the life of this church. And that's first and foremost, if you and I deviate from our mission, if we as a church deviate from our mission, um, if we never deviate from our mission as a church, then we will never diminish, I want you to capture this, the potential to be the light of Christ in our community and beyond. If we stay on mission, we can be powerful for him and for the gospel message. But it requires us to stay on mission. My grandfather was a private pilot. And when I was about three or four years old, we got into his little plane. Uh, it was a, a Piper of some, or a, a Cherokee of some sort. It sat four people, and he would take us up. We were living in Tampa at the time, and um, he would take us up and, and fly kind of around the Tampa area. And um, he loaded us up, and um, myself and my dad was in the, in the passenger seat right next to him, and I was in the back seat. And about what I'm told is about 15 or 20 minutes into the flight, I fell asleep. <laughs> And um, we, we got to the ground, and I guess I woke up. I have no memory of this. I'm just told that this happened. So this story I'm about ready to tell could completely be a lie, all right? It may be. <laughs> but we're going to trust that the information that I received is true. So anyway, what happened is, is uh, my grandfather, who was, um, who was uh, rated visual flight rules, um, got in a little bit of trouble while we were up there that day. And he was a very good pilot. He was a very conscientious, responsible, he paid attention to the details, was always looking for a place to land. He was like the epitome of what pilots, some of your pilots should be. But my grandfather wasn't rated on instruments. That instrument panel helped him to navigate only if he could see the ground. <laughs> well, a storm developed and clouds started kind of gathering around. And the next thing you knew we were in the middle of a thunderstorm, and I guess after a few minutes, that thunderstorm caused my grandfather to not be able to see the ground. He lost his bearings. He lost his way. He, he wasn't trained on the instruments, and so um, after a few minutes, we ended up out in the Gulf of Mexico um, really kind of lost. We had deviated. From what I understand, I, I don't think my mom really ever let me go back up in that plane after that. We had deviated because he had lost his bearings. He had lost sight of what gave him purpose and what gave him direction and what caused him to be on course. And if we, as a church, get off course from our mission, we're just a business. We're just an institute. We're just, we're just really nothing more than an organization. And God has called us to so much more. Our mission at Hilton Head Island Community Church is to, we exist to passionately share the message of Jesus Christ and to lead people to follow him. And some of you have heard that mission. Some of you have heard that purpose. You've heard us talk about that. And you may think, well, that's arbitrary. That's just something you made up. No, it's not. It's directly from God's word. You see, Jesus in Matthew 28, 18 through 20 gave us the Great Commission. He came and he said to, to them who were gathered that day, his disciples, he said, 
all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. That's our mission statement, by the way. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the very end of the age. We see in Mark kind of a, a, a repeat of this, but he also uses a, a word here that's important for us in our mission. He said to them in Mark 16, 15, he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole of creation. That word proclaim, it's a, it's a word that Jeff used on the video. It's a word that Stephanie used when she was just praying for a moment. And it's that word that we get. It's um, from the Greek. It's, it's evangelism. That's what it is. It's speaking with our mouths the message of Jesus Christ. That's our mission, church. That's it right there to all the world. And then in Acts, we see that further refined and defined and brought into focus on where we're supposed to go he says in verse 8 of acts 1 he says um, but you will receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and all of judea and samaria and to the ends of the earth and so we see as a church our mission is to be out in our world and it starts right here in our community proclaiming the message of Jesus. And my job as your pastor is to protect that mission. My job as your pastor is to ensure that culturally, as a church, we are an on purpose, on mission church, that we are going out into our community. That's our middle name. It's Hilton Head Island Community Church. That's our mission field, that's where it begins. That's where we practice it. It's with our neighbors. It's many of you who, after Hurricane Matthew, helped your neighbor who lived next door, who went to someone who couldn't help themselves, and you, you helped them find a way. You helped cut grass. You helped blow off a driveway. You fixed a roof. Um, some of you that have those capabilities, hopefully you didn't, if you don't have those capabilities, but, um, or they're probably in trouble the next hurricane that comes. But, like, that's what we're supposed to do. We, we go to the schools, and we do, we do cookouts for them, and we don't do it just randomly or arbitrarily. We do it for a purpose. We do it for the gospel. And the second principle that I want to mention today, and there's just two, that's going to help us to see God do amazing things in the next 10 years is this. If we continue to relentlessly serve our community, we will become the living light of Christ on display to our community and beyond. We can't get off mission. We can't allow other things to populate our mind and our spirit and our, our, our conversation and our focus. And we can't lose the place where we're supposed to take the salt and take the light and be the salt and be the light first and foremost. And that is our community. I'm going to be honest with you and let you know that just a few years ago, um, I, I, allowed, I allowed a lot of little in, seemingly insignificant things to drag me to a place where, just like my grandfather that day in, in that plane, um, I, I had lost my bearings a little bit. It was in 2014 and 15, and man, I, I had lost my bearings a little bit. I had let some 
little internal strife that we were having just internally as a church um, become something that caused me to get my focus off of my mission in life and our mission as a church. And man, I, I can't tell you how detrimental that was. There's not a pastor in the world who doesn't go through times and sometimes even weeks where they're like, you know, I think I want to do something else. <laughs> but for a period of time there, it was a daily occurrence for me. I'm just being honest with you. It was because I had lost sight of the mission. I had lost sight of why Jeff Cranston called me and Cynthia one day in New York City and said, I want you to come to Hilton Head. It's because of the 90%. It's because of this mission. It's because of what God has called us to do. And I had lost sight of that. My, my, my vision wasn't clear anymore. I had become consumed with uh, just little petty things that often takes the, the priority in church. This facility that God has given us that I'm so thankful for. That comparatively is like, you know, like if we're talking $100 a square foot versus $300 a square foot. I think that's really good stewardship. I don't know about you. Even if my pastor friend who drove by here years ago said, wow, I don't know what it's like on the inside, but that is an ugly building, Todd. <laughs> We're so encouraging to each other. It's great. That wasn't Jeff, by the way. That was someone else. I'm thankful for this. But, man, it got to be everything. And I don't want us to be focused on things that are internal, that tear us apart. I want us to be out in our community, taking the salt, taking the light out there to a dark world, in a world that needs the salt, in a world that needs the light. Hurricane Matthew helped me to bring this back into perspective. As hard as that was, as difficult as that was, we had a widowmaker hanging over our house for like six months. I don't know if you know what a widowmaker is, but it's a giant tree that gets cut in half and just hangs there by a thread. Some of you lost your home. Some of you are still recovering from Hurricane Matthew. But you know what it did is for us as a church is it got us back on our mission. Trust me, I'd rather have not gone through that. But I think that God used it for our good, as his word tells us. And we see his hand in everything that we do. One of the things that was interesting, six months ago when we were planning the party that we're having tonight for our community, for HHI, which is much more than just a party, by the way. For HHI is the name of our community ministry. We've rebranded it, renamed it. It's not just a party. It's not just a ministry. Um, it's going to be something that we start as a movement here on the island. I really believe that, and that God's going to do in and through Hilton Head Island Community Church. But when we planned that party, we had the choice between September the um, 10th and, and September the 17th. This was like six months ago. And, and we were struggling with this, and, and, but the town told us that there was someone else meeting on the 10th. And we were like, you know, that really stinks, because that's really like closer to our anniversary Sunday. But God must be doing something, so let's, we'll go with the 17th, I guess. It's kind of like eating spinach. <laughs> yeah, we'll take the 17th. He knew, didn't he? He knew, didn't he? 
and I'm sorry for the folks who had an event last week and had to cancel it. I really am. I really am. But, man, I really am. I'm not, I'm not kidding about that. Don't think I'm insensitive. I really am not. But, man, I am so thankful that God was, was ordering our steps. And I want, I want you to hear something, then I'm going to close. Um, this is not about us. Tonight's not about us. This church is not about us. We just sang about it. It's for him and for his glory. This church is not about Todd Cullen or Cynthia Cullen. It's not about our glory. It's not about us. A lot of you have asked, why don't the t-shirts and why doesn't the, the band, why doesn't it have our name on it? That's why. Because it's not about us. And yeah, we'll point people to the church's website occasionally, you know, on occasion. But listen, it's not about us. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about our community. And it's about us taking that message for a purpose, for his purpose. And I want to leave you with this today as we close. Um, my lasting question is, if not us, then who? And if not now, when? Who else is going to do this? Man, we've got a lot of great churches in our community. We really do. i got a lot of pastor friends. Not the one that said my building's ugly, but that's okay. Um, but, like, we got some great folks. We really do. I'm so thankful for the churches in this community. I really am. We partner together. It's really a lot has happened in the last 10 years. But if we're not doing this, if we're not on mission, then who's going to do it? If we don't do it now, then when is it going to happen? Hilton Head Island Community Church, it's good to take a, a glance in the rearview mirror. But I want to make sure that you and I are ready and expecting God to do great things in the next 10 years. Look around. See what he's done. He's done amazing things in and through the life of this church. But I don't know about you. I believe our best days are ahead, don't you? I believe our best days for God are ahead. And I want to be a part of it. And I hope you do too. Father, I'm going to ask our elders and our staff to come up on stage. I've asked them to come up on stage, and I've asked for Jim Daniel, one of our elders, to, um, to pray uh, this morning along with me. And uh, I'm just going to ask one of you guys to take this down. And so we're going to pray, and I'm going to ask you guys to join me in a word of prayer. This is our staff and our, our leadership team, our elders, and, uh, and uh, our, our treasurer, Laura, uh, Laura Levine, and uh, yeah, why don't you come on up, guys. I just want to ask you to pray along with us that God would do amazing things, that his word would not go out void, that we would be salt and light in our community, that we would get out into our community and serve for a purpose, for his purpose, for his gospel message. God is in the, the business of redeeming humanity for those who say yes to him, for those who accept him, for those who receive him. Uh, our job is to represent him as ambassadors. And so I've asked this group of people to pray, and I'm going to ask you to pray along with us that God would do amazing things in the next 10 years. So would you guys pray? Thank you. God, I just thank you so much um, for what you <laughs> have done. And God, as we take a moment and, and glance in the rearview mirror, um, we are so incredibly grateful. We are so thankful for what you've done. But God, I pray that on our anniversary Sunday, that you would help us to, to ensure that we are um, on mission, that we have our bearings 
that we look to you to be our guide, that we ensure that we are being purposeful and that we remain committed to being salt and light in a world that needs salt and in a world that desperately needs light. And God, I pray that you would go before us as a church. God, that we would not deviate, that we would not lose sight, that we would not get lost. God, I pray for amazing things to happen in this place and in our community in the future. We are so thankful and grateful for all that you've done here in this body. Lord, you've called us as your church, Lord, to commanded us, Lord, to be involved in the lives of others. Your command is that we carry your message to those in this community, in this county, in this state, and to the entire world and we trust Lord that you will find us faithful in having done that Father God I just thank you right now for your Holy Spirit who not only has come to guide and protect Todd and Cynthia as you brought them into this body and help them Lord to build it over the last 10 years we're so thankful, Lord, that you're involved, that you are the guide, that you are the protector. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to guide us, protect us. We just thank you for all that you've done and all that will take place. Our prayer this morning, Lord, is that on that last day, when this church is judged by you, Lord, that you will smile and say, well done been faithful to what I've called you to do, and you've reached out as I want you to, to this community and this world in my name. And we just give you thanks and praise and glory right now, and ask you, Lord, for your continued involvement, blessing, and grace through this body. For it is in the precious name of Jesus that we pray, Lord. I just continue to pray that you would be the God of our church, that you would be the God of our, our community, that you would be the God of this city, God, as we are about ready to sing. God, I pray that you would be the God who does amazing things, that you would heal us, God, that you would restore us, God, that um, your message would go from this place out in our community and that people would say yes, that they would receive, that they would accept you, that they would believe in you, and God, that that mission of passionately sharing your message and leading people to follow him. God, we see amazing things happen in and through the life of Hilton Head Island Community Church. God, do amazing things in us, God. We ask for our city, for our community, and we will give you all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Awesome. Would you stand? You're the God of this city. You're the king of these people. 
You're the Lord of this nation. You are. You're the light in this darkness. You're the hope to the hopeless. You're the peace to the restless. You are. There is no one like a God. There is no one like a God. Greater things have yet to come. Greater things are still to be done in this city. You're the God of this city, you're the King of these people, you're the Lord of this nation. Greater things have yet to come. 